Hello and good afternoon, good evening, and in some locations, if you're in Australia, good morning. Welcome to this week's new episode of X Vlog Live. I am your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and I want to say a big thank you for everyone that is here for today's new episode. I mean, we have some topics to get into. We're going to be talking about what the Lu the Wulong developers had to say about Xbox in Japan, about Game, game Pass. We're also going to be talking about Call of Duty. I mean, the numbers, Mav, this weekend were absolutely bonkers. Even people like me who have not played COD in years jumped in, had a good time, and the numbers are just staggering. And it makes a lot of sense as to Sony's concern about Microsoft potentially owning Call of Duty because, my God, ladies and gentlemen... <laughs> There's a lot of concern because, well, they don't have their own first-person shooter because they haven't made one. Um, and uh, we're going to get into why they haven't made one and why someone like Nintendo made their own shooter in Splatoon, and it happens to be one of the most popular games in the world right now. So if N little old Nintendo can do it, little old 720p Nintendo Switch can do it, how come Sony can't? Well, that's a question that we're going to tackle and folks, the breaking news of the day, I mean, look, I know there's going to be people in the chat that are like, you know what, Boom, your channel has turned into a hate Sony channel. But I think that I'm. it's fair to say that when Microsoft makes uh, the mistakes that they have made in the past, I give them the righteous smoke they, de they deserve, and I do it fairly. And I think that Sony has once again stepped on it or stepped in it, depending on your terminology. And this uh, PlayStation um, All-Stars program or Stars program that they have launched in Japan has been hit with mass criticism because, quite frankly, it is the dumbest thing I have ever seen in my entire existence. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to break that down. You're laughing, Mav, but you know what? It's the truth. And speaking of Mav, he is my special guest here today, Mav, from Front Speculation, who does an amazing job with PM in the PM. He has his Xbox show on Friday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with a host of other Twitch streams and, and playthroughs that he does on his channel. How you doing, brother? Welcome. Doing pretty good, man. I'm finally able to be here on X-Vlog, dude. I've loved this show ever since you Thank started you. it. Um, you're doing the whole five nights thing, uh, five days. Of, yeah, five of, days, uh, stream, streaming shows. five days. It's it's, it's hard, Crazy. but I, I'm, I'm quite it enjoying is... the challenge. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing, Boom. Uh, I'd love to see that, though. It's completely awesome. Um, and there's room for five days worth of uh, Double Barrel Gaming content. Absolutely. You, People crave it. Um, but yeah, man, it's been uh, doing pretty good. Um, I... I'm interested in these topics very, very much so that you sent uh, the one that ju we just found out about, you know, it is pretty crazy, right? Yeah. You know, um, you want to get into that now? Boom? You know what? Uh, let, let, let's rip the bandaid off, as they <laughs> okay. say, in the playground. Ladies and gentlemen, I pulled a story this morning that was dropped into uh, my uh, DMs by multiple people, uh, yeah. and it was written by Chris Scullion. Uh, he is one of the editors over at VGC, one of my favorite places to get news. And that, of course, is short for Video Games Chronicle. I want to say that uh, I had to read this twice, ladies and gentlemen. 
and I had to read it twice because I thought that I had misinterpreted it. So because I don't ever want to sound like a boob live on the air, I got to make sure that I get this stuff right because, well, it's important to do so. So the titled article says PlayStation is giving Top Stars members priority in customer service. Now, I'm going to read this again for you folks because you're probably sitting in your car at work in the gym lifting those big weights and you're like, what did he just say? And I quote, PlayStation is giving top star members priority in customer service. And this is what it is. It says this. Players are criticizing the move, which implies other users will get poorer service. Okay? And the article, again, which I'm reading verbatim, uh, written uh, by VGC, players in Japan have been expressing their displeasure at one of the aspects of the newly launched PlayStation Stars loyalty program, which offers better customer service to players on a higher tier. Hmm, really? Well, this is what it says. PlayStation Stars, which is uh, which is coming to the West later in October, lets players earn rewards by completing a variety of campaigns and activities, obviously, when you're playing PlayStation games. However, oh, wait, I'm sorry. The, 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 the program also has a four-tier level system, meaning tiers one through four, and the higher you get, is the the maximum level you can get is four, or everyone starts out at tier one. Now, according to the article, the uh, you can get to level four by purchasing games and earning trophies. However, some users are upset at the level four tier, which is unlocked after. Check this out, folks. Buying four full-priced games from the PlayStation Store and earning 128 rare trophies rewards players with improved customer service. I'm not making this stuff up, folks. I'm reading verbatim. According to Sony, the level 4 tier perks include a commemorative collectible and a promise, get this, folks, that when contacting PlayStation customer support, you will be given priority in the chat order. I mean, what year, ladies and gentlemen, are we living in where by buying games, you could make it up to level four and then get better customer service than me because I didn't buy four games? This is marketing 101 disaster. But let me read you what some of the people are saying from Japan. One user says customer support must be equal. There are people who only like a few titles and play them, and there are gamers who can't afford money or time. Another user says, you say that the more you play with it, the more you prioritize customer support. But the more you play with it, the less you use customer support. There's something off about that. You should give priority to beginners who are new to the game. And here's one other one, Mag. If you're going to up a level based on time played or something, that's fine. But ranking them 
by how much you charge is not likely to get a very good response. And he's right. Uh, Listen, Mag, this is once again, you know, people, again, if you're going to accuse me of piling on Sony, I'm not going to argue. I don't go out of my way to do it because they make it super easy. I mean, look at the last couple of months. They have stepped in it time and time again. As a matter of fact, I think it was uh, Kaosan today that said they're walking around their yard where there's a bunch of rakes and they keep stepping on the rakes, slapping themselves in the face. And that's what it seems like. Like who in the boardroom sat down and said, you know something? Let's do this, this tier system that gives players NFTs, which no one gives a flying shit about, and prioritize players if they call customer service. And then you just look over to the other side over here and you say, well, wait a second, look at look at the Microsoft Rewards program. I mean, just Friday, we learned from Dreadpool. And no, I'm sorry, maybe it wasn't even Friday because I think he was on the Xbox Factor podcast this uh, Tuesday. He said that he's buying his second Xbox Series S with points from the reward system. That means that he's already bought one and he's buying another one. He's not going to get any better customer service, but he's getting a Series S times two. I mean, listen, Matt, if you had a chance to read the article real quick, is this another black eye for Sony? Am I picking on them or are they just literally hanging themselves out to dry? I'm hoping they take the feedback there and and change it. Sometimes when they launch these programs, they do it in only smaller territories or certain areas first. So that way they can kind of test it out. So it doesn't seem like people are very happy. Um, I would also kind of feel like an asshole uh, with a being a four star member or whatever. I, I would feel like so I, I'm a little bit of a hypocrite because we had a there's a restaurant here called Saltgrass Steakhouse, right? Okay. And they have a like a rewards program, and if you buy like their card, you get like you get like a free th- uh, thing on your birthday, and then you get like kind of like Fridays used and, to do. Yeah, like, you, get, you get the free appetizer. Yeah, you get like points yeah, yeah, rewarded. Yeah. You can get like free food over time and stuff like that. This is an amazing steakhouse. Shout out to Suck. But the one thing that the perk of the uh, th- card does is like lets you skip the line. <laughs> so you can pay like twenty bucks. And you just forever get to skip the line when you go to the, go to the steakhouse. And this just reminds me of like an evolution of that, but with like much more expensive and with games, and you have to earn your way to that status. Um, it's a uh, it's absolutely uh, ridiculous to offer different levels of support. And now the question is like, is the support better? Is it a different team because they have to, or they just no? It it, it, it just it just skips you. It just Right. Skipped you ahead. It doesn't yeah. give you any. You basically, you're not you're not talking to, uh, you know, rocket scientists versus yeah. talking to someone that just you know has a regular degree. I I, I think that if that's what you're implying, as, no, it's <laughs> it's literally the same customer service. As as much as as much as somebody that like hates waiting in line on phone, like I hate waiting on hold. I I would still be understanding that there's other people that are there needing help. So I would think it's a dumb incentive to offer. Right, like they could do better with coming up with things. Um, a skip ahead thing is just not very good, and it's also it kind of goes to the whole anti-consumer approach. We respect the players yeah. that are willing to pay more money, um, which went with all of their price increases. You know, they increase the price in a lot of territories as well. 
So again, the for the payers mantra, uh, even I guess is part of their customer service plan. For the payers is not only part of their model for people getting into the ecosystem, but it's also how you're going to treat your customers with customer service. That's pretty dang. Uh, that's pretty dang crack, crappy, if you ask me. I, I don't know, man. Uh, the person who had made that quote, boom, about uh, new players needing more help, I would find that to probably be true. And a lot of those people aren't gonna aren't gonna have um, spent all that money and earned all those rewards to get to that tier, right? So, right. Um, it's frustrating. I, I think honestly, as well, like as far as customer service goes, I think. Where Xbox does have a lot of the rewards programs and they have a lot of these awesome things like and this is what we got to compare here is apples to apples with rewards. Uh, rewards programs have been a really amazing on Microsoft and they, they've tweaked it and changed it a lot. Um, and, but if you take full advantage of it, you can ha- get Game Pass for free every month if you want. Pretty much. Pick it up yeah. and get, and get playing new games. games. Absolutely. Going, and all going these to Bing, things. answering questions. Yeah. And when they showed PlayStation Stars last time, all that they showed is these little digital collectibles, right? And that was their big thing. It's like, oh, cool, a digital thing. What about money? Like rewards. I want to know about that, right? What about other things, you know, as well? Uh, a skip ahead thing is not something I would be uh, advocating at all. And um, I'm hoping that's something they do away with. Uh, customer service and gaming as far as like technical help and support has gone downhill the last generation period uh, for most companies. Yes, uh, Microsoft's listen, let, let's not fake the funk. Microsoft's yeah. customer service is just as egregious because you have to send a text, you know, it, in order to actually speak to a real person, it, it takes a lot. Like it honestly does take a lot. Where back in the days you used to call 1-800 for my Xbox yeah. and, and, and they'd ask you what was wrong and you'd wait online, you you know, wait on hold for however long, and, and that was fine. Now you can, in fact, do you can speak to somebody, but it does take a minute to get there. So yeah, b- both 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 customer service aspects aren't great. Yeah, I and, would say that Xboxes is better than Sony's, especially with what they're willing to do for customers as well. They have yes, an easy that, way to yes. get refunds and stuff like that online. Well, you know, but, you know, Sony they don't give refunds. Right. So <laughs> Microsoft does get around the necessity of as many calls for things like that. Where PlayStation, you're fighting a battle every single time you need to do anything. Right, anytime uh, you have an issue with the game, or if it's a if it's a, a game that needs a refund or whatever, is you're fighting a war right there right and this this gets you to the front line of that war i, I don't know it, it's just a, it's just a uh it's just a dumb idea period and they are also wrestling with um anti-consumer type issues as well you know what i mean um they've been in these territories where they have the lead where they're raising prices and everything like that as well uh they've been fighting the activision blizzard deal against uh, microsoft and xbox complaining about potential future abuse of uh consumers uh where they're currently doing it as the dominant market uh, and the dominant market position right so anything they do like this uh, should just be brought to the table and and showed to these regulators to help uh the case against sony in, in my opinion like even something as small as as this is still kind of a a move that kind of showcases that they are prioritizing people that are premium uh payers as opposed to just the overall players. And, and again, you know, not, not to use it as, 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 uh, as, you know, as a funny, but 
you know, when you talk about for the payers, this is this is this is what we're talking about, folks. I mean, like who who is going to defend this? Who who's going to turn around and say, yeah, boom, this is a really good idea. This was this was this is well thought out. I I think it's ridiculous. Um, uh, I you know, again, shout out to VGC for being one of the first people to get out there and put this out uh, on print and let us know that this was happening. Um, I, again, when, when it was first announced, like many things Sony does, you know, you're reading it and it's and it's very confusing. It, it, it's it's like a hidden treasure map. That you're trying to find the skull and bones and they're sending you to the left, to the right, to the center when you really should have went back. And that's how Sony does their things. I'm not a big fan of that at all. Um, but, you know, when I was looking at it, I, I actually, I, I, again, just to confirm myself, I said, you know what? I asked, uh, KSN this morning, said, did I miss where they said there was a monetary value to this? Is, are they giving me gift cards? Can I buy, you know, can I save up these points to get God of war? And the answer is no. They give you, at least from what I've seen so far, it, it doesn't work that way. Microsoft lets you trade the points in for gift cards. 23000 gets you a $25 gift card. Uh, X amount of points gets you a 50 There are people that just save onto these points for the rainy day. A perfect example is uh, um, Dreadpool. He has over $300 mm-hmm. worth of points. That's freaking crazy. That's that's bonkers. Um, so yeah, again, uh, shout out to VGC. Uh, I, I got it again. Again, uh, man, I just I just don't know what happened to Sony's marketing last last gen Mav. They were the dominant force. They did everything yeah. right. They said everything correct. Uh, they you know they they made it seem like you know even though they were you know their their customer service wasn't great and their return policy has been nothing short of garbage. Uh, they were putting out good games and, you know, that, and they just were doing the right things. But now that we're getting into the minutia of who Sony really is hard, hard, not to, not to argue this. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, it's, they're definitely making a stronger case uh, this generation that they are arrogant. <laughs> you know, they're showing their true colors, right? Like, um, they they gained a lot of market the last June, right? They they it was really close in uh, the 360 PS3 era, and they they came out swinging like towards the end of the PS3 era. They came out like doing everything that they knew the players wanted to hear and see, and uh, rubbing any any negativity Xbox did back in their face with immediate announcements about cool things or like, hey, well, this is how we do it over here. You know, and they were taking advantage of it, and they used it uh, very well, and they made a lot of great games, right? Uh, as well, the last generation, uh, they absolutely crushed Xbox, but they got into that arrogant phase over the last gen to the point where they're reverted back to their mentality that they had going into the PS3 generation to begin with, which was we're better than the rest, we can do what we want, we uh, should be the yep. ones dictating the industry that they feel like they can charge what they want to. They can uh, pressure the industry to charge what they want to. And uh, the players are going to come along for the ride because they see the value in it. And at, at at some point, the players will stop accepting it, right? And you've already seen, even though Sony's still doing well right now, and their, their uh, PlayStation 5 is, is still selling out and everything, you've seen a huge market share 
uh, shift this gen, right? A lot of people are attracted to value. And when you're not seeing that value returned as much on the uh, on the side where you've been there and and value takes many forms, right? It, it takes care of where you know you're treated well as a customer when you enter into an ecosystem. Um, and things like the reselling remakes over and over again or director's cuts and, and instead of free updates, you know, the whole controller issue not being compatible on the uh, PS5. Now you got the the PSVR 1 and PSVR 2 games, uh, PSVR 2 not being able to be played on, uh, not being able to play PSVR 1 I'm games one of those because... guys that are going to suffer. Mag, I, I have 30 games. Yeah. I got I got fifth I got fifteen physical fifteen digital I got the PlayStation VR right 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 over there right behind me yeah I got and the, how much I got did you the, spend on those games? Well, I bought a lot of them. I bought on full, at full price, you know. What right, I'm especially so that's digital a lot stuff. of money, right? That's so, a lot of money that yeah, man. And then you're gonna have to be having old hardware to access for a long time, and it's eventually they're gonna stop making those games, so it becomes a piece of retro tech. Yeah, right. And that's in this day and age. That we should be past that. Yeah. Like, especially in the age of digital games and digital era where we're purchasing these things um, and we're buying future iterations of the same hardware and they're going to make it to where you can't play any of the digital items you purchased in that storefront. It's just ridiculous. It's, it's time for that to move forward. Forward compatibility is equally important. And that's why the whole, you know, remastering these, or updating these games, director's cuts and reselling and, and all of these situations is also ridiculous. So you add the, all of that on top of this. And now the last little thing is like, Hey, because you pay, we treat you better. Yep. And that's the icing and, on the and, cake. And right? not, not just a, a game four full priced games. Well, and the there's store. also more there. It says that you also have to get a certain, you got 128 of, like, uh, trophies. Yeah. Special right. trophies. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think those are part of probably the reward system that you have to accomplish as well, right? So, you know, I don't know exactly that the four games thing is is just one aspect of it. Um, do they have to be PlayStation first party games? Are they can be any games. What how, what price are the full are the games going to be? Do, can they be little indie games? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Is there a certain dollar dollar amount there that they want you to to reach before that's actually checkmarked? You know. Um, it's just it's just a uh, ridiculous notion to have that in gaming. You know what I mean? Um, it just adds on to everything else, man. And I, I think overall, because you have the Game Pass and everything to compare it to, you're just going to see more transition. And that's not something Sony wants, but they've already been seeing it. So while they keep doing these things, it's been in Xbox's favor, especially in the U.S. But even Japan, they're gaining favor right now with Xbox, even though they have a... Sony has a dominant lead there still. Uh, you're seeing more positivity come out there. You're seeing more people get access into the ecosystem. You're seeing more people try Game Pass on their phones and all these other different devices, right? So I, I do think there's a future there where potentially Sony looks at this and be like, well, we screwed up. You know, we uh, got a little full of ourselves and we need to start making some changes. The question is, what will it take for them to get to that point? How much market share do they need to lose to get to that point? Yep, exactly. um, because they're playing they're playing a game right now of like risk versus reward. Okay, well we're, our reward is ten extra bucks here and there, or like you know fifty dollars on these consoles here. You know how much how much is that going to cost us in sales? And right now they're 
The risk is that they don't have any because they're going to sell out of all their consoles regardless, and that's basically what their ecosystem is, is the consoles. But in the future, five, six, seven years from now, the ecosystem for PlayStation is not primarily just the console, right? The, the ecosystem is everything. So if you have one ecosystem that's mobile, PC, console, that has way better value, and then you have another one that is expensive and treating your customers like they are, it ain't going to work. It ain't going to fly. So I think they're going to see a transition at some point. Um, but Sony's also been known for selling their name for a long time. They've been the arrogant company in the TV business for a long time. And where has that gotten them now? Yep. You know, uh, selling the uh, TVs at a higher price uh, than the competition uh, for quality, which gr- I I love Sony TVs. I did. You know, I, I thought they were the best. And eventually... Guess what? Now who has market share there, right? Samsung. Samsung. Yeah. Yep. LG. LG. You know, like Sony's not even one of the like. I mean, they're a big player, obviously. You know what I mean? But they're, they're not, not a major player like they used to not, be. Not not like yeah. they used to be. Like how many Samsungs and LGs and stuff are out there over Sony TVs now, right? Every anything can change. Anything can change in in the consumer electronics and and business with with market share with leads. At, one thing can seem like it's untouchable and always going to be number one. It's been that way for 20 years. It's not going to change. Nope. It can change. It happens all the time. Well, uh, again, that's we'll uh, that happens to them. And I got news for you. That market change is going to potentially come. And we're going to get into in a second uh, why that market change uh, is, is going to happen. Uh, obviously, we're going to be talking about uh, the Call of Duty beta from this weekend. And folks, wow. Um, Call of Duty, you know, a lot of people were like, yeah, it's not as popular as it used to be, this, that, and the third. Folks, I'm here to tell you that that, that is wrong because we're going to break down the numbers. They're quite impressive. Uh, but before we do, we got to welcome in a new channel member, Primus Gaming. Brother, thank you so much for that. That is very kind of you. He has become a new channel member. We also got to catch up with some of the Super Chats. We got a big bomb over here from someone that has been a big, huge supporter of the channel want to shout him out momentarily let me just find it and get to it here uh we had danny passion official drop an outstanding five dollar super chat danny what's going on brother welcome back to the program he says hello guys hey thank uh thanking god that the hurricane ian didn't hit my area as it was expected dude oh my goodness i'm so happy for you and your family i prefer xbox refund system over sony refund system yeah 10 out of 10 but more importantly I'm so glad that you and your family are safe. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that that storm is serious. Biggest one in U.S. history. And um, a lot of people got affected. Um, so, of course, Mrs. Boomstick and I offer our, our you know, our, our, you know, hopes and prayers for everyone that are that are affected. It took power down, took houses down, homes were torn to pieces. Neighborhoods were destroyed. I just hope that everyone is OK. Uh, I want to thank everybody that's here. We got over 300 people here. A lot of new faces here. If you're finding the channel for the first time, please consider hitting the subscribe button as well as the like button. We have Drawn TJ who drops a ridiculous and outrageous $50 super chat. And he says, hey, Boom and Mav, what's up, guys? I think Microsoft will get the studios they are working with first. I think after that, they go and get CD Projekt Red and Capcom and or Square Enix as uh, the last two studios to get would be NetherRealm or Rocksteady. 
Yeah, well, I, I, I don't know what their big, their bigger plans are going to be. I mean, we talked about it last night in primetime gaming, where uh, it has been suggested by Ifran Khan and uh, Jeff Grubb, who uh, talked about that specifically on last week's Giant Bomb, where uh, they have, uh, they have heard that Microsoft has been in talks with Japanese developers, but also Japanese publishers. And the more and more we think about it, that we keep discussing it, uh, it was it was brought to, you know it was brought up in conversation that the big play could be a company that no one is expecting, and that's Square Enix, uh, because well they want to be bought because they can't afford, according to themselves, we can't afford to keep making games. We want to partner and, and make all these different relationships. It would be a drop the mic moment if Microsoft swung in there bought Square Enix, and now they would be literally the RPG rulers of the world uh, because not only would they win in RPG, Western RPGs, but they win in JRPGs as well. It, it, it would be it would be earth-shattering. But for me personally, like many, I, I want I want to see them go after Sega. That's, that's just me because I'm a Sega stan. Um, let me see. We have any other Super Chats that popped in here. I think we are up to date. All right. Well, listen, as we... Get to 325 people. Mav, I want to go to the next story. Um, And uh, this was reported on good friend of this program, friend of the community, an analyst extraordinaire, Benji Sales. He posted this on September 27th, uh, where he talked about uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 beta was the biggest in Call of Duty beta history. The history of Call of Duty betas. This is numero uno. Most hours played, most players, and most matches played. Call of Duty 2019 is the fastest selling Call of Duty of all time. This game is going to be an absolute behemoth this holiday. And I don't doubt what he is saying. Um, Mav, this is a this is a two-headed monster conversation that we're about to have. First of all, I want to simply talk about the beta numbers because you played it. I played it. A lot of people in the chat played it. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And, you know, my first couple of matches, I had to get my sea legs because I hadn't played Call of Duty in a while. Then I got on it. And I was racking up 10 double-digit kills almost every match. Um, I jumped in some of the vehicles. Uh, I picked my, my The class I picked is the one that had the machine gun and the rocket launcher. I don't remember what class that was. That's the one that I liked the best, to be honest with you. Um, mm. And uh, it's like it's it, it was so impressive for me because remember, I haven't played Call of Duty since the 360 days, you know, multiplayer. So it's been it's been a minute. I went out and bought the uh, the, the $90 edition. I didn't buy the $100 edition because I'm not spending an <laughs> extra 30 bucks for a, a box of yeah. whatever. That that's ridiculous. Ten dollars more. Sure. $30 more, not, that's ridiculous. I'm not doing that. So I got, I got one of the bigger versions. I normally don't buy them. I just get the single player because that's okay with me. When you hear this, Matt, these numbers, does this prove that Call of Duty is still a behemoth? Oh, and, uh, yeah, of course. They've been, it's, they had a couple of down years. I mean, not, not really down. I mean, Black Ops, Cold War was uh, really successful for them, but it wasn't Modern Warfare 2019. Uh, Vanguard was the worst, probably, uh, success that they've had with Call of Duty yep. and 
in many years now. It's actually the only Vanguard is the only Call of Duty I have not bought since Call of Duty Two. Um, I, I, I didn't buy it either. I didn't buy it either. Yep. And I play a lot of COD. I, I play a lot of shooters. Period. Right. Um, and but I knew all along this was going to be a massive hit because 2019 was and Infinity Ward is behind this game. And I expected if it's what Modern Warfare was in 2019, and they take that and they evolve it even more, then dude, like that's checkmate right there. And as down as COD has been uh, a little bit the last couple of years, they are going to come back in full force and be bigger than ever with this yeah. release. And, um, I remember when the whole Activision Blizzard acquisition was announced, and uh, I believe it was Jason Schreier and some others that had come out and kind of talked about, hey, well, the next games are going to be like a real, the real next step, like a bigger, like a, I remember even some of them were going to be current gen only. Um, I can't remember the exact quotes then, but you know, the, the thought process was always for this to be really the launch into this real current gen now for this game, you know, to be like the showpiece. And Infinity Ward has been the ones that have been the real, true Call of Duty players for me. Now, Treyarch is great. I, I like their games as well. Sledgehammer the- is very good as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sledgehammer's all right yeah you know they do a lot of different things that for me their their sledgehammer games are the worst of the of the uh, bunch uh they were the ones making vanguard and that game wasn't ready and they ended up having treyarch have to release the other cod earlier um what which forced them to do release something that was uh they kind of skipped right so uh, sledgehammer's caused some issues with within themselves but overall they are a talented studio um, but I think I, my ranking for me would be like Infinity Ward, Treyarch, Sledgehammer. And there's a while there that Treyarch took the mantle, right? And a lot of newer players uh, up until 2019 would have been like, Treyarch's the main COD studio because once Vincent Pella and, all the, and Jason West and, and all those guys left Infinity Ward and started Respawn, they took a lot of the talent with them and people were like, well, what Infinity Ward is going to be a shell of itself. And then the next Infinity Ward game was Call of Duty Ghost, right? And I was like, oh, what is... This doesn't feel right. You know, it doesn't feel like what we expect out of them. <laughs> and then you had, you know, the, some good games, but they had they started dabbling with the futuristic ones, you know, like Infinite Warfare, Advanced Warfare. And, and some people really like some of those games. But it didn't really get back to the roots of what COD is for me when it, it really grabbed me and made me, like, really pay attention. And that's what when Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare had originally was when this 2019 Modern Warfare game, right? Then 2019 Modern Warfare game was like, oh my gosh, COD is back. This is amazing. Uh, Best COD in years. And I was completely addicted to that game as well. I played a crap ton of multiplayer. Uh, Finished the campaign. The campaign was amazing. Team Deathmatch was amazing. The maps were great. Uh, Everything was great. And then this announcement, when they started talking about all the modes that are going to be here, and then the Warzone 2.0 and all these things, it's like, yes, this is going to be the biggest Call of Duty ever, and it was proven by the beta. Regardless of what people say on Twitter that are trying to nitpick this and that, right? This is going to be massive success. This is going to be a big deal. It'll be the top-selling game again this year. Um, But I think it's going to do numbers like we haven't seen yet in COD, even. I think it's going to become that next level which is a call of duty has already been at a next level 
this is going to be next level, next level. And this will be a one that people are going to be playing for, for many years. And in fact, they're actually doing a two year transition after this game. So we're not getting the yearly release now. Right. So we're going to be playing modern warfare two for at least two years without a new call of duty game. Uh, So that's going to be pretty cool to see how, what they do with that time span that they're going to have more time to do more content on this thing. Uh, but yeah, dude, it's going to be uh, freaking amazing. I, I think this is going to propel Activision Blizzard a little bit too, because um, they've been had been down ever since all the controversies and everything had come out, and and people, you know, saying that they don't make good stuff anymore or anything like that as well. When once this hits, it, this is going to be the conversation everywhere. Is Modern Warfare Two? Um, yeah, and, it, it's crazy. And, and it comes on the cusp of the announcement. That it's going to be eventually first party, yeah. and uh, yeah, you know, I I do want to I want to jump on that specific point because you know obviously uh, it was announced in January, and I, we've covered it on this channel. Hogue Laws covered it, the Iron Laws have covered it, you've covered it. Pong Souls in the chat, shout out to Pong Soul, uh, he's covered it with Steel. Uh, it is the biggest deal in gaming. Uh, it is the biggest franchise in gaming still. Uh, this beta proves it. Um, it makes perfect sense as to uh, why Sony is so in their feelings, so to speak. Um, because, well, once this becomes first party, uh, even even if it goes, uh, it stays multiplayer. Like I, I've said it before, I, and I've been very bullish about this. I personally could care less if Call of Duty stays on PlayStation because I am an Xbox Game Pass subscriber. So I know that that is where I'm going to be pressing the download when the game comes. I know that all of the bonus stuff that comes with it is probably going to be for uh, you know Xbox uh, Ultimate members. So most people are going to be Ultimate members. And you're going to just press the down button or even the pre-install button weeks before so when the game comes out and your system's on sleep it's going to download automatically you're not going to have to do anything and i think that is a big deal it is a monster deal and i think it's one that is why we're getting this pushback from sony because their bread and butter or as Santa likes to say their bread is buttered by the fact that they make all of this money on call of duty uh, so, I mean, the question now comes, because of the success of what we just saw, the beta, right? And and remember, PlayStation gamers had it a, week, a whole week before, right? They had it a whole week before, and that's due to the marketing deal. Xbox gamers came in, I believe, what, what is it this week that, it, is it everyone available? Or, or did they stop? Oh, I, think they, I think they actually stopped. I think it was towards the end of the weekend. It was like, every, it's, it's for everyone. Um, my question to you, Mav, is when you see these numbers out there and you see the response from Jim Ryan saying that the, the three-year extension was inadequate, do you understand that uh, their frustration? And, 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 and really, who's to blame for this? Is it Microsoft for having the money to buy uh, Activision, Blizzard, and King? Or is it Sony's fault? For sitting on their hands all of these years, right? Right. They they, they clearly yeah. have dedicated their entire studio 
to making games that I appreciate. Like I, I'm a fan of the single player over the shoulder story driven adult themed game. That's my bag, but it's not everyone's bag. A lot of people, a lot of people like those. Well, those are one and done. Boom. I like a game with multiplayer. That's something that they don't do. They're working on it. They have 10 games, 10 or I think it's 10 or 12 gas games in development. What those games are, we don't know how long it's going to take before we get them. We don't know. But when you see what is going on, who who is really to blame for this? Is it Sony's fault for not going out and making their own Call of Duty? Well, I would say that they were pretty content on doing third-party deals for a long time. So is it their fault that they didn't make their own Call of Duty, or is it their fault that they didn't really have any other compelling shooters, right? So, like, I would say that Call of Duty is a -a one-of-a-kind thing, and making a clone-type game of that, I wouldn't necessarily think that necessarily be that. But it it doesn't have to be that, right? It could take many forms. Like, Halo is that for Xbox. You know what I mean? Um Sony used to make first-person shooters. They tried many times. They had uh, Resistance. You know, they had Killzone. They had uh, other games that they had even tried to fund, like Haze and stuff like that. But they are just relegated themselves to, hey, we give up on it. We're just going to uh, get behind COD 100% on this. And and Destiny, right? Because they also did the same deal with Destiny for marketing, right? Uh, For a long time. And those deals actually propelled them very successfully because those were the two uh, most popular multiplayer um, online shooters for a long, long time, right? So it was working, uh, the, but this is where the risk lies, right? When you don't have complete control over a property and you're using that as a main catapult for your platform, then you have the risk of losing that property or not being able to use it going forward one or the other. And this is what bit Microsoft several times, right? That's what uh, Microsoft relied on way too much third party in the past, uh, not having control over their IPs and stuff like that on games that they were funding. Um, games that used to be dedicated to Xbox, but now are completely either multi-plat or sometimes don't even show up on an Xbox now, right? And if you rely so much on that kind of stuff, you have no control of your future. This is one of the reasons why Xbox is so focused on like we only really want to invest in the ips and the franchises that they own now and that's going from a different model than they had in the past um but yeah this is gonna it's gonna hurt sony and i don't i don't blame them for caring about the money you know what i mean but them acting like it's you know not fair and stuff like that that's ridiculous well considering they've been in first place for a decade uh mav listen uh we got breaking news yeah I, i saw it I mean, well, listen, there isn't much more to say about Call of Duty other than the fact that this demo slapped. It slapped in a way for me personally, who's not, I'm a non-Call of Duty player, folks. Understand that. I like multiplayer games. I'm more of a single-player guy for time because obviously, you know, I have a house that I take care of. I have uh, my, my, you know, Mrs. Boom is obviously priority number one. I got five live shows, so there's literally limited time. So to play, to play, play, you know, multiplayer. Sometimes it isn't as convenient as playing a single play game like I'm playing now with Wulong, the demo. But that that demo or that beta from Call of Duty was so freaking good that it got me to buy a higher tier level 
Call of Duty package, and I'm going to be playing day one. I'm going to be playing multiplayer day one. I, I, I much as much as I love, like as much time as I put into Halo Infinite, I put a lot of time in 12 days worth of play into that. I'm going to be putting a lot of time into Call of Duty because it. I, I really, I really enjoyed myself. So, with that said, I got to shout out a couple of people in the chat: Glacius EX, Masshole 1977, Joseph Jeem in the in the chat. I started seeing all of these things about Rip Go Google Stadia, and then of course Joseph, Joseph Jeem says, "Boom!" Waiting to hear your comments on Stadia. Give us that one, uh, that that quick one too. Well, I pulled the story from The Verge, ladies and gentlemen, and it was written by both Jay Peters and Alex Krantz, uh, and it was posted 28 minutes ago. And it's breaking news, and you're going to get that here on, of course, new episode of X Vlog Live, which is something that we're used to on this channel, Mav. Yeah, <laughs> we have breaking news a lot when we go live. It's crazy. It, it, I, yeah. I'm lucky like that. Now, I saw Pong in the chat. Now, I don't know if Pong is at home, working from home. Uh, let me know if you want to pop in for a hot second, Pong, if you're home. Uh, well, I'll send, I'll send you the link. I don't know if he's working or not, but let's get into this. Uh, yeah, I'll send him a DM real quick, too, just to see. Uh, Google is shutting down Stadia. Uh, Google is refunding all Stadia purchases, hardware, software, and DLC. Members of the Stadia team will be carrying this work forward in the uh, in other departments at Google. This is what they're saying. And uh, this is the quote in a blog post from general manager Phil Harrison. He says this, folks. A few years ago, we launched a consumer gaming service, Stadia. Uh, and while Stadia's approach to streaming games for consumers was built on a strong technology foundation... It has gained. It hasn't gained tr uh, the traction with users that we expected. So we've made the difficult decision to begin winding down our Stadia streaming service. Employees on the Stadia team will be distributed to other parts of the company. Uh, Harrison says Google sees opportunities to apply Stadia's technology to other parts of Google like YouTube, Google Play, and its AR efforts. And the company also plans to make it available to our industry partners, which aligns with where we see the future of gaming headed. This is what he wrote. Uh, he also, they also, the article also continues and says, the writing has been on the wall for Stadia for a while now, and I would agree with that, Mav. Most recently, when Logitech announced its new cloud gaming handheld last week, and Stadia was one of the few cloud gaming services not mentioned. But Stadia has been facing rumors of its demise practically from its start. Google has had a habit of killing projects only a few years after they launched, and Stadia, a cloud gaming service from a company with few ties to the gaming industry, seemed like a prime candidate for an early demise or exit from the industry. Mag, this is big, big news uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not surprised by this. What are your personal thoughts on the breaking news from The Verge that Stadia has no more? Uh, it's not surprising. Um, I'm glad they're at least issuing full refunds for everything in the that was purchased through their store. Right? That's that's obviously the right move. And unfortunately, they don't have control over third-party retailers. Right? Uh, so anybody that bought one from a traditional retailer 
good luck getting a refund on that thing. Yep. You know, uh, it was interesting to see how quickly, you know, the, the writing was on the wall when they announced that they basically moved on from developing their own games. Right. Uh, and once they made that move, it was like, okay, they're not fully into this anymore. Uh, it didn't take off like they thought it would. Uh, I know some people liked Stadia, right? Yeah. I, I do know some people that really liked it. Um, but it just doesn't, like, I don't know. Google's weird, man. They just, like, try things, and then they just a huge multi-billion dollar projects, and they just, like, cancel, you know? And this is just another one of those things. So they did say that they're going to use some of the tech that they learned and some of the other industries and stuff that they have. But, uh, you know, Microsoft has one less major competition threat in the future right now, unless they decide to get back in the game down the line. But Google and Amazon are really the uh, two of the bigger players that really had had a chance in this future of cloud streaming and gaming to, to play a big part. Um, so we'll see who fills that voids because is Sony going to step up their game there as well uh, and try and really replicate what Microsoft is leading in the forefront of right now? Is Amazon going to stay invested? Um, like, are they going to abandon ship like Google did? Um, I'm really curious to, about how this impacts, like the way that some of these other companies see getting into the gaming space also. Cause if they'll look at what well, Google tried and they failed, we might as, might as well try either. You know what I mean? So there's a, there's a lot of ways to look at this. It's just very interesting. I remember, didn't they announce something about Google stream? Wasn't that supposed to be some kind of a transition from stadia originally? Yes. And I, whatever happened to that? Um, I, I don't recall any kind of news about Google Stream and ever since that one announcement. Yeah, I, I you know what? It's it's you know it's typical Google, right? They, they announce yeah. these things. They don't they don't do anything with it. Uh, you know they they make promises and you know nothing. So I, I I'm not exactly sure what exactly happened happened to it. But again, the technology. Uh, you know, it's it, 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 it from what I understand, I didn't use it. I, I, I just it just wasn't for me. Uh, a lot of people that did enjoy it for what it was. Uh, D Batch was part of RDX. I think you yeah. know who D Batch is. He, he had a lot of nice things to say about it. Uh, not not personally for me. Uh, and, you know, that's OK. That's perfectly OK. Uh, it's you know, it it makes you wonder. Right whether or not uh, this now this comes at a time folks where I don't know if Sony tries to use this to their advantage in their complaints to regulators. Oh, look, you see someone else is out of the business. Now it's just, now it's just Microsoft. You see, you see, look, point the finger at them. I, I, I don't know if this is bad timing for Xbox. I personally don't think so because here's the thing, folks, uh, cloud gaming uh, you know, on the surface Sounds great. Some people use it. Most people play mobile or, or or standard console gaming, right? Hardware based console gaming. Cloud is great. It's it, it's it's an interesting you know theory, but I don't think it's ever going to take over traditional gaming. So when when you see all the investment that Microsoft has made into cloud gaming and what they continue to do, I can't fault them for it. I don't. I think it's going to be it, it, it's an additional choice. For gamers, not not a first choice for me to be quite honest with you. Um, I mean, I mean, again, you said what you said about Stadia. There isn't much to say. It closed down. It's out of business. They're closing it down. At least, 
I think the, 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 the takeaway from this, for me personally, because I always like to put the human element first, is that they're, uh, the, the, the people working there are not going to be let go. They're not going to be displaced. They're going to be put into other aspects of Google, if that's true. Again, I, I'm, I'm just reading what, the, what they're reporting. So I'd like to believe that that, in fact, is true. If that's true, then at least you're not going to hear about people X amount, hundreds of people got laid off from Google Stadia, and now they're without a job in a time where the world really isn't that great if you're out of work, right? So mm. the question I have for you real quick as we, you know, before we move on to one of the other topics is, do you, can you see Sony trying to use this as, as a cannon fodder, so to speak, for regulators? I don't know. Could they? I mean, really, because Google's been already like st- stepping out of this ever since before the the acquisition of Activision Blizzard, and uh, they didn't really make any big plays on publishers or or uh, they they kind of invested in some studios originally, I believe, but they didn't really ever even make a really true effort into this in a big way. And a tech company that has as much money as they do, nothing like what Amazon's doing. And funding games like Lost World, uh, Lost, was it Lost World, uh, the big MMO, the a Korean one. Uh, there's Amazon's doing a lot of different things that is trying to really stoke their business. And Google just was relying on third party games uh, in their service for the most part. Uh, they had canceled pretty much their first party projects that they had started with some of these others with, others, with these other teams. So I, I don't know. I th- I feel like there's too much of a. Um, would be a misstep if they tried to use that against Microsoft in any kind of way. Um, I think it's more of a competitor in other avenues of tech now to Microsoft with the, with the cloud technology and streaming uh, tech that they have potentially uh, shout out to chaos. Something in the chat was explaining Google's stream is more of a backend solution. Uh, maybe for developers and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I think the potential would be that these regulators are going to look at this and say, Hey, all right, Microsoft is leading this side of the industry, right? But where Sony shot themselves in the foot is Sony said it's one industry. Sony said that mobile gaming and cloud gaming and all that stuff is not considered a different industry. So Sony can't complain about them having a foothold on the industry in which Sony has a lead in, right? Sony's also was the first ones to do the cloud. They just haven't done it as well. So they can't complain about that either. Uh, what Sony should be looking at is stepping up their game and trying to make their service more uh, feature-proof, more valuable to consumers, more enticing to want to subscribe, right? But when you have your executives come out there and say that the service is only for old games, that's not a really good selling point, right? Uh, so I don't know if they're going to have too much of an argument there with Google. Um, Amazon's still making big plays. Uh, Apple has their own subscription service, you know, and Google still has a subscription service. Uh, they just are out of the state again. The good, they still have Google play. Um, and you see all these different cloud devices being announced and everything. Uh, Google is going to be a big part in the Android stores and stuff like that, uh, on these devices that are getting launched out there. So Google is a big player in gaming, regardless of if it's with, stadia or not right so i think that the overall it's not going to really impact microsoft with the activision blizzard deal 
Um, I think that these regulators just need to be educated. And that's what a lot of people are going to be doing to the regulators right now is just educating them because when they spoke last time, they seemed really naive and didn't understand a damn thing about the industry, period. Yep. Right? I agree. Yeah. So you you just take your talking points from like what sounded like was written by a Sony fanboy uh, and put that out there as your reasoning for uh, potentially shutting down a $70 billion acquisition. It came across as really weak. Um, it, Google was really weak when they even attempted to get into gaming. They 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 stepped their toe in. They didn't go. They didn't die. Right. They didn't, they didn't go right? full in on it. Not, sure. not with the streaming. That was Stadia, at least. Like we said, like Google is a massive player, regardless, right? But uh, with this one aspect now, they're not going to have a Stadia streaming service that's going to compete with either Luna or or uh, Game Pass Cloud. You know. So, uh, but we'll we'll see, man. I think. Uh, the Game Pass value is uh, going to speak for itself over time, and I think that's going to – as crazy enough as it sounds, I think Xbox's biggest avenue to make sure the Activision Blizzard deal goes through is just their pro-consumer approach to the whole thing in the first place, promoting competition from these other industries. Because the reason that they don't want these companies to have a dominant market share and be in such a uh, – situation where they can dictate pricing and dictate the uh, industry to the consumers and so that way they don't take advantage of consumers right that is completely the opposite of everything microsoft is doing uh they are not taking advantage of the consumers in any way they're in fact they're actually improving the experience for consumers in every way yep um meanwhile who has dominant market share position right now in those same territories is a company that is continuously right now taking advantage of their own consumers which can be pointed to time and time again which is with examples that we um brought to attention in the beginning of the show which uh, microsoft and any other people can easily point to those situations as an example of using dominant market share position to unfairly charge your own customer and uh that would hold merit that would hold merit they've actually gone uh opened up cases against different companies and things in the past in the uh uk for uh google being one of them uh taking advantage of their consumers and, and things like that so i wouldn't be surprised if uh if maybe this educated them and maybe didn't have some have some effects against sony that they weren't anticipating you know uh i think once the cma and and some of these regulators get educated on what's been going on, this might not have the effects that they want. Uh, and I'm wondering how careful Sony is about being about this because, you know, you don't want to, they don't want to expose themselves too much. I think either, they've already exposed know? themselves. As a matter of yeah. fact, I don't, I don't really recall who it was that said it yesterday um, on primetime gaming, but uh, they, you know, they, they, they made the reference that, you know, Sony has exposed themselves and when, and when they shook the tree, meaning this deal, yeah. all the bad fruit that they have put out there has come forward. I mean, all, I mean, look, uh, again, I, I I've gone over it time and time again how anti-consumer, anti-competitive they've been. Uh, I, I, I don't think I, I'm, not a, I'm not a lawyer, but I can tell you that considering the legacy that Sony has and raking their own customers over the coals, um, it's, I think it's going to be very easy to prove to the CMA, to the FTC, that this deal um, doesn't do any of that. You know, like I said, you know, with, with everything that Microsoft is doing, first of all, Mag, uh, one of the things left off, left off out of the conversation almost 
10 out of 10 times is the fact that Microsoft uh, is has backed the biggest union in this country that and and has stood by the workers at Activision who have been trying to get unionized, right? This once this deal is done and unions have now made their way into the gaming industry, that's going to be the first time in gaming history that has ever happened. And at the forefront of that was Microsoft saying, yeah, we, we have no problems with unions. It's, it's, it's perfectly fine. I mean, look at, look at how well rated Microsoft is as a company to work for. That's all you have to, that's, that's all the proof I personally need. You, you, I mean, the rank, the rankings are, are, are out there. You hear the people that talk about it. No one ever talks about that. Yeah. But I think the whole union aspect is a big deal because yeah, it's um, huge, dude. Yeah, where where you have the that was one of their main talking points and arguments against Microsoft to begin with, and that got shut down almost immediately when when Microsoft said they were willing to allow that. And they even were asked about it, and they said they know understand what this means for the entire company. They had a meeting. I mean, this was not something that they talked took lightly. I mean, this was a decision from from up above, from Satya and and, and the board, like everybody would sit down and have this discussion about, okay, what, what would we do with this? You know, how would we handle the situation? What does that mean for the future of Microsoft? What does it mean for the future of the industry? Right. And uh, Phil was actually in an interview and he said, when they said that they understood that it could have ramifications and, and it would open things up potentially that that's why, but they stand behind it. Right. So if you're looking at, you know, in gaming, there's some unions because there's like voice actors and stuff like that. They have unions and things, you know, that's more of a performance uh, artist type deal. Right. But you you don't have it within the tech side. Right. Like the within the actual development of the games, within the within the um, actual uh, hands on with the tech and building of the, of these games. Right. So within the in within like Microsoft. Right. If I'm if I'm the FTC or, you know, one of these other organizations and, and stuff having the potential for unions to be allowed within these big giant tech companies, which is not only just a first with gaming like that, but it's also a first with these big tech giants. Right. So if you're opening the door to allow unions within those, then you're like, Hey, if I shut this down, I'm shutting down that possibility. Also, it's like a check. It's like a chess piece. Yeah, that 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 Microsoft has here, that they are using here in the F, and they have to look at this and be like, okay, well, if we shut this down, that means there's not going to be unions in Microsoft potentially, which means there might not be unions in big tech and and stuff like that. And this is like, okay, uh, what do we do here? Well, they got that leverage against this. You know, they're they're playing. Microsoft has seen the all the challenges that were going to be held against them from the start. They laid down. Those instantly, day one yeah. after they announced the Activision Blizzard deal, they went and they sent Jim the letter and made the phone call when when Sony was crying on the, on Twitter um, about uh, potentially losing COD. Um, they got in front of the whole uh, union thing. They got in front of the open marketplace app situation. They got yep. in front of the the cloud situation with the EU as well. There's all these different things that they've been ahead of. Uh, and knowing what the issues were going to be addressed. Um, what they didn't foresee potentially was the fact that the, there was still going to cling on to any little last thing that they possibly could at these regulators just to make a big deal about the $70 billion acquisition. Um, and that is one gaming franchise, Call of Duty. 
Yeah. Right. And what that means to the gaming industry, what that means to gamers on the PlayStation. And, and it's like come across as this weird world that we're living in, in which one franchise, one IP can potentially shut down a $70 billion deal that crosses multiple forms of media, multiple forms of uh, devices, platforms and everything. But one franchise could hold it up potentially. I don't, and I don't buy it at all. I think that that's all just for show right now and just for an excuse, right? It's, it's, they got to have something to go to phase two. They got to have something to make it a point. They got to do something to try and get some kind of concession to prove the relevance as an organization to even exist. If you're not going to go against Microsoft's biggest acquisition in their history. So that's they're clinging out to the last straw they got. And that last straw they got is COD, right? Which yep. is which is a weak ass straw if you're talking about an acquisition like this. Yeah, right. This I is agree. not this is not like something that is actually. I mean, I understand Call of Duty is huge. It is massive. It is a massive franchise, but this deal is way bigger than just Call of Duty. Yeah, right. And uh, Call of Duty being on PlayStation or not is not going to kill a company. It's not going to cripple them. It's not going to take them out of the industry forever. Um, if that were to happen, then that would be the most incompetent gaming company on the planet uh, that is trying to promote themselves as a premium brand. So it's just, it's all, that's all BS, dude. But I, I think, uh, man, I, I don't know. I went on a tangent, but uh, no, no, no. Listen, yeah. this, is a, this is a conversational podcast. You know, we got, we got 415 people here. We're, uh, we're an hour and five minutes into the conversation. We do have one more topic to get into. Yep. Uh, and uh, yeah, listen, I mean, you make a lot of sense about what you're talking about, Sony. Uh, again, uh, tomorrow morning, we're going to be talking specifically about uh, stage uh, phase two with the CMA, because uh, thanks to OBM of the Xbox era, uh, uh, he dropped something into my DM where they break down that uh, the the last date, uh, the last day that this thing could be held up to unless there's a major problem is March 1st, 2023. Uh, I have some more information about what they had to say about it and actually who it has been presented to within the CMA. Uh, we're going to break all of that down tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're also going to be talking about uh, a recent interview with uh, Tecmo regarding Ninja Gaiden, ladies and gentlemen, and they are not against uh, taking the IP and letting someone else make a game based on it. Uh, that they said it clearly. They the the the, the clear uh, uh, statement was: we have no problem outsourcing this game, which that is. I'm sorry to say, folks, I read that and I have serious opinions on who Microsoft should have make this game. Should it be? An, first of all, Ninja Gaiden, when I look at it, I don't think of it as a Nintendo NES game. I think of Ninja Gaiden as an Xbox game because both Ninja Gaiden and Ninja Gaiden Black on the OG Xbox were nothing short of amazing. Eventually, it came to PlayStation, but at that at that point, I, I always associated Ninja Gaiden as an Xbox first party game we're going to talk about that and a bunch of other topics again tomorrow morning 10 a.m eastern standard time i'll be sitting down with the breakfast with boom crew and of course that is dreadpool uh that is fuzzy belvedere and of course web dave and i don't know if crispy bomb will be joining us i know he's in the chat what's up crispy uh but who knows you you just never know when crispy's going to show up to drop some bomb knowledge uh but i do want to get 
on to the second, oh, actually the third topic of the day here. Uh, and it's one where I want to talk about what the Wulong developer had to specifically said. I, I sent this to you in a DM and I thought it was a conversation that no one really else is having. Um, but it's one I think that we should have, Matt, because there's, there's a lot of really good things here. But before I actually do, I do want to catch up a few Super Chats that have come in. And let me just load those up. Um, just give me one second. Let me make sure that the list is up to date. And I will read those Super Chats for you. Say a big shout out to all the Super Chats that have come in. Again, we can't do these monster giveaways without them. And the channel memberships have been on another level. So big thank you to everyone for that. Uh, Drawn TJ drops a $2 super chat and says, we need to play COD when it comes out sometime. Absolutely, dude. No doubt about that. Um, uh, Sir X-Men drops a $2 super chat and says, been so busy. Uh, belated happy birthday. Boom. Love you. Well, love you too, brother. And thank you for the birthday wishes. Yes, my birthday was on Sunday. I am now 52 years old and yikes. Uh, that's all I can say about that. <laughs> Cloaked Onyx drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, what's going on? What's going to happen to the games? Destiny 2 works very well on Stadia compared to the other streaming services. Yeah, they're shutting down everything, Cloaked Onyx. Uh, everything is being shut down. They are refunding uh, DLC uh, purchases. They are refunding hardware purchases, and they're refunding game purchases. So if you are a, uh, someone that spent money, uh, definitely look to your you know, your emails to see what they're going to be doing and how they're going to be sending you your refunds. According to the article, yeah. they're going to be issuing them across the board. I got that a means- question on that. Like, okay, so did they sell like cards? You know, like uh, physical cards that had points on them or whatever at storefronts. You know? I I I don't think so. I I actually think that you just bought it through Google. Yeah. I don't know if they you. had, you know, a lot, you know, a lot of like Xbox or PlayStation, you know, at a kiosk at a grocery store or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you see yeah. like those mm-hmm. cards. I was wondering if, if they had sold cards that had those points on them and people were using those to get Stadia games at all. I wonder how they could possibly refund them. Oh, Def yeah. Leppard says, welcome to the club. Boom. Yes. Uh, well, yes. I mean, that means you're as old as I am. And shout out to uh, Crispy Bomb, whose internet bombed on him yesterday and he couldn't join the conversation on Primetime Gaming. He is back. And hopefully we can get him in there tomorrow morning. Shout out to the lethal one, Papa, lethal Papa out there, keeping the chat safe and uh, and 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 confident as always. Walks silently, carries a big band stick. We love you, lethal. Thank you for that. And Brett Bingham drops an outstanding five dollars super chat and says Xbox should fund Project Great, dude. We are talking about Project Great tomorrow. I'm going to be showing some video on that. Um, that game. If you don't know what we're talking about. It is a game. I, I actually thought it was like a follow-up or a sequel to Prey. Remember the original Prey with the with the American Indian? Um, yeah. It was. I it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. It. It. I thought that's what it was, but it is based on uh, the American uh, Indian heritage. It is a third-person over-the-shoulder game. Uh, it looks. I mean, what's crazy, folks, is like I said. Tune in tomorrow morning, ten a.m. I'm going to be showing the video. I'm not going to be putting any sound because I don't want to get any hit with any uh, unfair use shenanigans on YouTube. But the gameplay is sick looking. Like it's it's bonkers good. And what's even more insane, one person from Korea designed that game. 
and they put it out there as a test clip because he wants to get developers to help make the game. I saw that. I would have, if I'm Microsoft, I'm immediately assigning this game to a deal. It looks freaking awesome. Um, but let's uh, let's get to the topic I'm talking about. Let me just pull up the uh, the notes right here. Now, I got a shout out um, Hazador Gaming. Uh, he he constantly puts out great tweets. If you're not following him, it's at Hazador Gaming. Uh, G-A-M-I-N, no G at the end. Uh, he is a prominent part of the community. Uh, he always puts out great, great uh, posts. So I, I saw his post, and, uh, you know, this this comes, this these statements come, come away from Team Ninja's uh, Masaki Yama, Yamagaya. Uh, uh, and, and this is, he's talking specifically about Xbox. Now, I, again, we, we, the last night we talked about their push into Japan, how big of a deal it is. Jeff Grubb seems to be, he seems to think that their next acquisition is going to come out of Japan and it's going to be a big one. I agree there. Um, I don't know who it's going to be. Like I said, uh, because I'm a stand for Sega, I hope it's them, but you know, they they, they have let people know that they're going to be continuing acquiring studios and publishers after the abk deal because phil spencer basically said we can't the industry we can't put the industry on pause so we're gonna we're gonna be a part of the conversation well this is what uh team ninja head uh uh masaki yamagaya uh yamagaiwa had to say check this out folks we feel like there's a greater presence of the xbox platform here in japan we're definitely seeing it here. Game Pass is helping a lot. A lot more people get familiar with the Xbox platform. But they but they continue. It says this. However, from our from our perspective, just from a number standpoint, Japan seems to be pretty dominated by Nintendo consoles and the Switch. But yeah, we definitely are feeling feeling in Japan that Xbox is definitely trying to take a bigger foothold. Uh, with the current platform and finally they say this we do think it is a really big positive for having the game on game pass uh it is that with so many new players trying it out that will help the online community grow and there'll be a lot more players for people to play with online multiplayer aspects of the game now there is a multiplayer co-op aspect to wulong which is why they wanted it on Xbox Game Pass specifically, Matt, because, well, when you have a game that has a very hard difficulty spike, and you saw me, I was playing, I died a gazillion times. It's a game that a lot of people will not play because of its difficulty. But it's a game that if it's an Xbox Game Pass, you're going to download it because you're like, you know what? I There's no risk here. There's no risk of spending 60 bucks on this game when it's in my Game Pass subscription, and maybe you play it, and just like you know, like any of the other Soul games, you like you might find that maybe this is your bag. You know, maybe you like it, but maybe your buddy plays it, and you're like, you know, something we could play this together. And I know that you are big on the multiplayer game aspect of it. I know this is a game that you're probably going to play with Pong. This game does have a hard difficulty spike, but co-op is being added. From day one, when you hear 
the head of Ninja Theory and uh, Ninja Theory, um, I'm sorry, um, uh, Team Ninja, Ninja yeah, uh, talking about this being a big deal for them personally, getting it into Game Pass, uh, Microsoft's push into the region. What are your thoughts on all of this? I, I think it's just more positivity coming. Uh, again, we talked about it a little bit earlier, right? About uh, Xbox gaining market share because of value and all these things, but it also has to do with the games and the types of games we bring into the to the platform. And I, this has been an interesting conversation I've been seeing on Twitter and social media the last several days that completely misses the mark. People are saying that Xbox doesn't need to invest in Japanese games because Xbox gamers don't play Japanese games. That's ridiculous. And then they yeah. show like sales numbers and all these things about like, well, this game didn't perform well in 2018 or whatever. And it's just number one. Does Xbox want to invite more players to the ecosystem that don't play there currently? Yes, uh, that's what's trying to grow your businesses. If you only focused on what you have, then you're not going to grow, right? That's just one aspect. Number two, a lot of Xbox gamers do like Japanese games, and when they miss the mark or they or when they miss the system, they don't show up. Guess what? They have to go out and get a buy a PlayStation. So they buy the game on PlayStation, right? And it becomes a place where a certain type of gamer, a lot of times, would even avoid Xbox because they don't have those types of games, right? So you're trying to increase your presence in an in a area that prominently loves those kind of games, right? Also, you're trying to attract more consumers everywhere. The key is, is Game Pass because guess what? The barrier for entry is almost nothing, right? So if you're in Japan or one of these regions, first off, you have an option to buy a nice little small console at a very low price. And as Phil said, that over uh, most of the new users, I believe, in those areas are, are on Series S. So that's working. Yeah. Other thing is, guess what? You got the whole access to Game Pass on, on mobile devices. You got it on tvs now um all these different things so in a in an area that is very prominent on use of playing on handheld devices and mobile and mobile gaming as well having that option on those platforms makes a lot of sense right so guess what barrier for entry is so low that you may have somebody that's intrigued to play one game one game that's coming to that service and they sign up and then they stick into the service. And that's what their that's their approach now, not just to Japan, but to the entire gaming industry and everybody everywhere. They want to welcome as many different kinds of people as they can. And if they have to invest in more areas and more different places to help grow that ecosystem, that's what we're going to do. That's what they're going to do. And we heard a grub on, I think it was on Giant Bombcast the other day about them talking about purchasing, uh, acquiring a publisher. Yep. After the after the uh, uh, Activision Blizzard deal is done, right? So, with with something like that possible in the future, that adds another level of trust and awareness in in that area as well. If they are able to do that, so they're going to keep at this now. They're not. This is not like Xbox from you know the 360 area that transitioned to Xbox One. They kind of eh, it wasn't working. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do this. They're they're like all in, right? And they're not just all in on the shooter train, on the RPG train, which they're sh- strongest right now. They're, they're all in on all these different genres. We're seeing RTSs. We're seeing yep. uh, strategy, uh, different kinds of strategy games. We're seeing 
like uh farming type cans you're seeing like uh all these jrpgs now you're seeing games like blaze blue and uh guilty gear come to game pass now yep. seeing like dang and rampa uh came to game pass you're seeing nino cooney come to game pass you're seeing these franchises and games that have been avoiding xbox for a long time now be a huge focal point and marketed as part of their service right so it is going to be growing presence and I, that's the most intriguing thing from the uh from that interview was them actually acknowledging that people are starting to pay more attention to xbox in japan right it's becoming more of a uh a thing where it's like people are becoming more aware and that's how you start you have to start with the awareness and so you have to make make people start talking make oh yeah i would do this oh check this out you know it's word of mouth you know and then it starts growing and it becomes okay to do that and it becomes more cool to own an xbox or to play on cloud gaming or uh, on a on a different device or whatever and and they're they're completely making those waves right now and it's it's already succeeding more than it has in the past but i see it growing even further and them becoming a, more of a player in those markets for sure. So uh, games like Wolong help a lot, um, even though it's multi-platform. Multi-plat, uh, you have that game coming to uh, Game Pass day one, um, and they were actually talking about the multiplayer aspect and how it can help their games. We've seen multiple devs come out recently and say how Game Pass has helped their games as well. So it's a good thing to see. I I uh, I feel like these developers. And people that are actually in the industry keep shutting down these narratives that are being used against Xbox all the time. And Wolong uh, developers just completely shut down a lot of narratives, even in just one little interview. So I love seeing that. Yeah, me too. And, and that go and you know I tell you something that, that goes uh, to to your point where like lies of P that mm-hmm. normally would it looks it looks like a Sony game, right? Like it looks like a yep. game you would find on PlayStation. Well, that's an exclusive. The Xbox. Yeah, Game Pass uh, day one on that too. Game Pass day one. So again, they, they are knocking down barriers. They are yeah, I knocking think that is, down. That it is coming to PlayStation as well, though. I think it's is it? Yeah, it's coming to PlayStation, but guess what? Boom, they, oh, I, they tricked you. Know, you I actually didn't know that, to be honest with you. Yeah, it you worked, see? right? The marketing works, right? And it, in fact, the weird thing was actually at the uh, Gamescom show that they had, or uh, forget what it was called, but Lies of P when they were giving out those random little awards, you know, won the most anticipated PlayStation oh, you're right. you're, game. You're right. You're right. You, yes. yes. <laughs> it won the it, most anticipated PlayStation game, but it's uh, on Game Pass day one and it has marketing rights with Xbox. Uh, so that was funny. People were looking at Keely like, did you? And that just goes to, to show you, like, I'm in the business, folks. And I and I and I, I honestly I honestly thought that it was an Xbox yeah. exclusive. It turns it, out how many people think you can only play that? How many people think you can still only play COD on PlayStation right now? I mean, it's just crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, like, here, here's the thing. The the, bo- the bottom line is that they are making, you know, I, and again, I, I agree with you. I saw a lot of people running with the narrative that Microsoft should simply just abandon Japan. Forget it. They've lost whatever. Yeah. That I'm glad that they didn't uh, because there is, uh, according to uh, Phil Spencer, 1.7 billion gamers. Mm-hmm. In Japan, now, uh, w- what gamers are they? Are they all PlayStation gamers, or are they Xbox gamers or Nintendo gamers? No, they're just gamers. Mo- most of them are probably mobile gamers, to be honest with you. That's that's probably that's probably because mobile uh, in Japan and in the Asian markets are just monster big. Um, but look, 
this has been a great, not only close to 90 minute show. Yeah. Again, we had over 400 people here. I got to thank all of you folks for coming out supporting Double Barrel Gaming. Obviously, this is part. This is uh, stream four or five. I'm doing five streams uh, a week, Monday through Friday. All different shows, all different opinions, all different uh, you know panel members. Today, I was very, very fortunate to be able to work with uh, Mav, uh, and I want to thank all of everyone that came here that has been supporting the channel through channel memberships, through uh, through um, super chats. And of course, the most important thing, likes and views, as well as subs. Uh, if I didn't get a chance to say a hello to you personally, because there's so many people here, I apologize. It's one of my things. I like to try and reach out and say hello to everybody. But look, Mav, we got to sell your brand, brother. I want you to talk about fun speculation, the shows that you got going on. You got one coming up, obviously, tonight, PM in the PM with Pong Soul. You got tomorrow night's Xbox Ultimate podcast coming up, right? That, uh, Xbox Ultimate Podcast, that's yep. correct. And um, yeah, I, I think what you guys do over there are fantastic. And I would I would love to see more people get over there and sub. Talk about it, brother. Sell your brand. Tell everyone where they can support you on YouTube. Check you out on all kinds of streaming services as well as reach out to you on social media. Yeah, man. I appreciate you inviting me to Xvlog. It's an uh, awesome uh, time. It's also great to have breaking news while we're here yes so well right yeah. so uh we're, we're gonna be talking about that and a lot more tonight on pm of the pm uh if you want to check out our shows check out fun speculation on youtube if you just google fun speculation you'll find you'll find me but uh on twitter as well fun speculation um i tweet quite a bit about you know when we're about to go live um we do lots of different things uh co-streams for uh, gaming shows and stuff like that uh I do uh, videos when I have time to put out some vids. Then also we do uh, lots of game streams. I stream games on YouTube uh, quite a bit. Those streams also go to Twitch. Nobody watches on Twitch. Our audience is like 99.99999% YouTube, <laughs> which is it's just crazy. Yeah, the same two years, right? The same two years of streaming multi, uh, to both. But YouTube has uh, embraced, this community has embraced us a lot over here, and I appreciate it. Um, yeah, check us out there, and uh, if you want to check out our shows specifically, Monday's Fun Speculation Podcast is at 10 p.m. Eastern, and that's a show where we go over uh, all different gaming news, and we have a pretty damn big panel there as well, an awesome group of guys. And Thursdays is Pong, Soul, and I at 7 p.m. Eastern, so that is tonight. Uh, we are got a lot of stuff to talk about, because Thursdays lately have just been full of news, and we got hit with another whammy today. So. And then Friday nights, this is a show that goes a little crazy sometimes. We have a blast. We uh, take things left quite a bit, but it's just a bunch of friends hanging out, friends and family hanging out, talking games yep. and talking to Xbox. And that's Friday nights on Xbox Ultimate Podcast at 9 p.m. Eastern. Again, all on the Fun Speculation channel. Uh, and again, thanks, Boom. And chat, no, thank you, you brother. Definitely appreciate it. Yeah, listen, it was great to work with you. A gold T in the chat. We'll say welcome, brother. It's a name I haven't seen before. If you're new, consider subscribing. He wants to know what game I'm playing in the background. This is called Proteus. It is Quake meets Doom with an old school, somewhat pixelized yeah. uh, graphics, as well as a new school um, RPG element where you can buy guns and you can upgrade to double jumps and jet boots and things of that nature. It's in Xbox Game Pass right now. Uh, this game is absolute freaking fire. 
Um, it's just one of my favorite. I, I, that's all I've actually been playing the last couple of days. I only recorded. Uh, I actually recorded two two sessions. The first one went through no problem. Second one just crapped out, and I played for like an hour and didn't record anything. I hate 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 when that happens. But yeah, this is Proteus. This is an Xbox Game Pass. Go check it out. It is absolutely amazing. Uh, again, folks, thank you so much for supporting Double Barrel Gaming, supporting X Vlog Live. Of course, I'm going to close out the show, folks, with something that's important to me. Hopefully, one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught me when we were kids. And he would say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you next week on the newest episode of X Vlog Live. <laughs>